Hey, Jake. How's it going, partner? Pretty good. We're in uh, my Hyundai, and we're doing this episode. It's actually our Hyundai. Now. It's our <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let me find the title here. <laughs> Long story about the title of this car. We will not get into that here today. Uh, we are done with one week of 49ers training camp, and feels like we've learned just so much, really. Um, number one takeaway for you. Let's just get into it. Number one take. I mean... I don't know if it's, it's a takeaway as much as it is like Trey Lance is just very, very fun to watch. Woo! And we sort of already knew that. But yeah. today was like, today, I guess first takeaway, today was the first day where it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to make this really uncomfortable right. for Jimmy Garoppolo and at some point the coaching staff and having to make decisions. I think that the coolest thing about Trey Lance is that what we saw in rookie minicamp, which was like, oh, shit, this dude is the truth. Uh, has now carried over to playing against real NFL players and not just rookies and dudes who are trying to make the league. So that's been awesome. He has been uh, – they did not mortgage the entire future of the franchise for nothing, right. like, pretty clearly. Like, if he doesn't work in the NFL, it ain't because he ain't talented. Like, exactly. they didn't get duped. That dude's got it all. And today he rammed it a little bit, uh, which was, was say is, fun as fuck to see. It was funny watching the defense because and, – and Mike McGlinchey sort of made fun of it <laughs> after in his presser that you know everyone was sort of eager to see Trey Lance run the ball. And then they ran three or four read options, and he's like, that's uh, – three or four read options is as many as I've ever seen yeah. in my time here, which it's a joke, but it's also like, oh, yeah, the 49ers now have a dual-threat quarterback, and the defense has to account for the quarterback. What did you think about Trey Lance's running? I think you used a term on Twitter, easy speed, one word. Yeah, I'm I'm trademarking the term easy speed. Easy speed. Uh, one word. Uh, it was a typo, and now I'm sort of leaning into it. What, what do you mean by easy speed with Trey Lance? He, you know, I, I, the one criticism I had in, in college is that sort of laterally he's not as quick. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he'll improve on that. But going downhill, like, he can just get 10, 15 yards on you in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for a defense that, again, has not had to account for a quarterback who can run, uh, they were like, oh, shit, yeah, that's an option. Yeah, it, it's 11 on 11. That yeah. was the term that they were using earlier in the week. Like, it's finally 11 on 11. And, and listen, um, it's a big win for the 49ers. Obviously, the Trey Lance isn't, like, some pile of shit or some guy who was running an elaborate ruse. Like, right. that, w- that would have been truly terrible. No one expected that. Uh, the fact that he's looked every bit as good as you could have imagined, if not better, uh, is obviously a win. Uh, I think that the biggest thing, I, I go back to, and sorry to mention the name, I know it triggers a lot of people who might listen to this, but like going back to the Mac Jones rumors, which they weren't real, whatever. Like, they existed in some right. area of the world. I mean, he was in consideration but he was never the guy right and so i remember the main takeaway i had with mac jones is like okay if that's the guy who has to supplant jimmy garoppolo you have a problem because mac jones is going to get on the field and it's going to be very difficult to convince anybody that you should go with him over jimmy garoppolo just on mere talent just right. on straight talent now obviously there's a whole other aspect to this and maybe kyle shanahan favors dudes who are better in the room than guys who are better on the field but, I mean, I'm seeing guys in 49ers polo shirts, 49ers sweatshirts, guys who are on the team payroll gasping when he makes throws. I mean, people are looking around looking for affirmation because they don't believe the kind of BBs that this dude is slinging out on the field. And then he's got that easy speed. So <laughs> there's nobody – when Kyle Shanahan makes the call, I don't care if it's week one, 
I don't care if it's week one of 2022. I don't care if it's week seven, 10, 14, right. whatever. If he does it before the first playoff game of the year, when Kyle Shanahan makes the call, there's not going to be a single person. I firmly believe this. Not a single person who just even even if they go they go away for months after this. Anyone who saw Trey Lance play for ten minutes this week is like, oh yeah, I get it, dude. Uh, that's that's the thing is you know we're all standing around, and just about every time he throws it, you see you know almost with childlike wonderment, <laughs> just heads start turning, going, where's it going? Where's it going? Yeah. And then you'll see it, and it's like a rocket, and you know Ayuk goes. You know, he's got, by the he's way, crazy. I, he's been he's been, nuts. Awesome. he's been everywhere. Also, Debo's been healthy. Mm-hmm. They both look fantastic. Debo and the yoga. I mean, honestly, Seriously. that's that, that might be the sneaky storyline. Now, if Debo gets injured or something, then we right. know yoga didn't help. But he does look. Right. When Debo runs, it looks like his lower back has Tiger Woods fusion going on. Except now, he looks loose. He looks a little leaner. Uh, yep, he and Jimmy huge. Ward said they're doing yoga. I joined them in that. Yes. Um, I've also been You're doing looking yoga. Leaner. And as a, uh, you know, as a professional athlete myself, <laughs> uh, I can attest to the fact that it's doing wonders for my 65-year-old geriatric frame. I would like to uh, let everybody know that Jake, at one point during practice, we're out there for about two hours a day. I didn't go on Friday because there were other uh, job responsibilities, but I've been there for every other game. Uh, we saw Travis Benjamin for the first time with our own eyes. I have no concept of how that man's in the NFL. He hasn't done anything good. He also weighs about a buck fifteen. Yeah, we're like the same size. <laughs> and, and Jake made a very clear point that uh, you could have made it. You, you firmly believe that you could have made it as a slot receiver in the NFL if Travis Benjamin's out here doing that. So when I say I could have made it, uh, I mean, I, there's no chance in hell I could have made it. Um, <laughs> but just, didn't, what was the comment? Well, you I think I said I could have played in college if I had the craziness, which I don't. <laughs> And that's not saying all NFL players are crazy, but you do need a sense. If you're a 5'10 slot receiver, yeah. uh, you need to be a little bit insane yeah. to have people like Fred Warner trying to end your life yeah. uh, and being like, yeah, I'm going to do this for a career. So, okay, on the flip side of the Trey Lance thing, which is, first off, he hasn't been perfect. There have been no, some throws that have not been great, but it, it, the talent is so overwhelming, he is undeniable. Right. So whenever it happens, 21 it's 21 years old. It's fascinating to watch. Uh, we talked to the kid a little bit. Seems like, uh, to say the least, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, a little bland in press conferences. I think that coaches prefer that. Uh, that's not to say that he doesn't have some spice. It's just that we haven't seen it. Jimmy Garoppolo, who I was, you know, he's leaning into here. Sharp shooting. Quick, quick. Six-minute presser. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he decided he was going to start swearing in press conferences. Oh, yeah. Now, by the way, I've had a couple of conversations with Jimmy off the record, casual. That's how guys from Chicago talk. We say, I mean, as anyone listens to this show knows, we just say fucking shit all the time. Like, that's the only adjectives exactly. we know. And now Jimmy is finally leaning into his true character. That's how he talks when he's not on the record. When he's on the record, he's boring as shit. He's so, like, yes, I, did you remember that I, you know, grew up in New England and yeah. they taught me how to interact with the media? Exactly. So uh, he's now a little looser. Right. Today he might have been a little too loose. Uh, in his performance center, the reports that he had been great through the first four days of practice or whatever, three days of practice, were absolutely true. He was crisp, clean, and efficient. Uh, well, I wouldn't say great every day. Okay. Uh, he had, I think he had a couple. I think the first day he was really good. Second day, pretty solid. Third day, you know, fine, whatever. Not fantastic, but, you know, whatever. It, it's Jimmy. He, you know, you know kind of what you're getting. Right. Today was uh, very clearly his worst day. It was not a good day, even. I mean, certainly he had some throws. Um, yeah. It's also tough, too, 
I think that the pass rush was given a little bit more leeway to attack today. They obviously right. weren't laying hands on the quarterback. They'll never lay hands on the quarterback. But uh, a little bit more pressure today. Uh, that might speak to the offensive line. I don't want to get that granular. Uh, there was a bad interception through right to Fred Warner. Um, and then and then the second yeah. interception was, like, glaringly bad. It yeah, was, he threw one over the middle where Fred Warner was like, oh, thank you, I'll take Fred that. Fred got up, to be fair. Yeah, yeah Fred is Fred's a maniac. Freak. Fred is, you know, has fucking redefined the position of linebacker That's and incredible. is an absolute menace. And Raheem Mostert will get to the edge and be like, oh, I free- okay, Fred Warner's here. Yeah. You see a lot of that. Yep. Uh, and then the it was the more egregious one uh, by far was – it was a, it was like a streak to Debo. I think you said it looked like the the Super Bowl, the infamous Super Bowl play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Emmanuel it was Sanders. the exact Sanders. same play. It very well might have been, uh, and you know, for no, for you know, explicable reason, he double pumped, which was a real like, uh, like panic oh, double yeah. pump. Like there, there was no real pressure in his face. Um, you know, maybe Debo stumbled and we didn't see it, but he double pumped. It's a terrible throw. And then. The, the second the ball left his hand, we're like, that's a pick. Uh, I, I yelled out duck. I was right. flapping. I was literally flapping wings <laughs> as the ball was in the air. It was a terrible throw. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think that now there's obviously the juxtaposition of having a guy like Lance there. Right. Where Lance throws a ball 40, 50, 60 yards, and it's pretty. It's not always right. perfect. It's not a his perfect His bad throw to Debo yesterday, which probably should have been picked or, or hit by Jared Maiden. Yeah. At least it gave Debo a chance to make a play. over Maiden's head. And it came with pace where Maiden had to make a play on it. Right. That was like an athletic play, whereas Jason right. Verrett, and I'm not exaggerating here, turned around Stopped. and caught the ball literally like a punt yes. on the goal line. It was a, it was an arm punt uh, and not a particularly tight spinner. And when in normal practices, it's one thing. When, when C.J. Beathard is the guy who can throw <laughs> right. the deep ball, you're like, well, shit, you know, intermediate right. accuracy is really important. When Trey Lance is out there, the intermediate stuff looks great. The short stuff is fine. Um, right. And the deep ball is hit or miss, but, Jesus, it looks good. Now it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, right. Quarterbacks aren't allowed to throw that far. And he, it's, he missed one down the sideline where he, he, he missed threw it. by, like, three feet. Right. But it was gorgeous, and Richie, and it was, it like. It was caught. It was caught out right. of bounds. And it was a play where, and I think that was a little bit of a theme today with Lance, is he didn't make really any interceptable throws. Right. Um, he had one other occasion where Jordan Willis pressured him. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Jordan Willis is running full speed. And Lance yeah. is sort of, you know, he runs a little bit to get some space, but he's sort of jogging to the sideline right. while Willis is chasing him. And he gets away, gets away. No one's open, just throws it away. Threw it away. Smart play. That's a, that's an old Garoppolo play. That's a Tom Brady play if there ever was one. Listen, we're making mountains out of molehills here. I, I Suffice it to say that if Trey Lance starts week one, it wouldn't stun me. No. I don't think it will happen. Uh, Jimmy, again, has been good on the whole. Uh, today wasn't his best day. I don't want recency bias to overtake this. Right. But Trey Lance is going to overtake Jimmy. Like, this notion that might have existed for 48 hours at the beginning of camp that, like, Jimmy's a new quarterback. He's coming <laughs> in. Uh, you know, he's he's free. Have, by... you the, have you heard of this Jimmy Garoppolo guy? Well, I mean, listen, I was buying into it a little bit, too. Like, Jimmy looked great. He they, was really, they really are good salesmen. And, uh, and it was just this concept, like, man if jimmy has a great year then they can figure it out but like it's not a jordan love uh you know a rod situation where it's like oh jordan love needs two years like lance can do it now talent wise he can do it now kyle shanahan wants to get him up to scruff you know he's going to be conservative on that but 
Jimmy's the same old Jimmy. Uh, maybe they need to do a better job in the PR department of, of pumping him up a little bit, not letting any of that get out so that the Indianapolis Colts throw a first-round pick the Niners' way. I don't know. I will say this year we're not allowed to film uh, quarterbacks throwing to wide receivers, which we have always been able to do. true. I have a lovely video of Trey Lance throwing a beautiful pass to Brandon Ayuk on the sideline. A little you can see it. Uh, and I wasn't allowed to post it. Um, I'm I'm not complaining, but I also am because it's a really <laughs> good video, and I wanted to post it. Yeah, no, you're looking for uh, that clock. You're looking for them clicks. Uh, let me ask you this: outside of the quarterback situation, what has surprised you most? Uh, I think. You were mentioning a little bit, I think, how Raheem Mostert, he looks a lot better as a receiver. He really looks good. a little bit more natural. He said he was, you know, has, has had to help Elijah Mitchell, who's in some ways sort of his mini-me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is, is pretty special teams focused right now. A gunner, a guy with crazy burner speed. Crazy fast. Um, he said he kind of has to teach him how to be a receiver. Mm-hmm. That's impressive to me. He's looked great. I mean, listen, Shanahan kept some really shitty running backs on this team because they could catch the ball out of the backfield. Right. And, uh, you know, Jarek McKinnon was supposed to be this thing, and Kyle kept him around for years on the basis of, right. oh, he can catch it. Uh, most of that's never been his thing. He has 36 Absolutely. career catches. Half of those seem to be accidental, um, you know. Uh, or little, like, dump screens where it's basically a still, pitch play. And he's still, you know, b- bumbling it on the right. way to the line of scrimmage, even though there's nobody within 40 yards of him. If he can actually spread out wide and catch a fucking pass, even once this season, that opens up a whole other chapter of Kyle Shanahan's play. He took Aziz Alshair's lunch money today three times because there was no Dre Greenlaw. So Aziz, by the way, who has been fantastic, he's looked really good. Had a beautiful like uh, blitz off the edge where he, he swatted a Garoppolo pass to I the like flat. Aziz. I think Aziz. Is a good uh, I think he's great. I think as your third linebacker, that's Ooh. fantastic. Really improved. Uh, Mostert took his lunch money today as a receiver on three yeah. separate occasions. Jeff Wilson runs the Texas route. Uh, I uh, think that they'll just move Mostert into that role, probably. Year, which is huge. Uh, and, and listen, uh, we haven't seen anything. Running backs are really hard to discern, like without contact, without contact tough. or anything like that. I, I can't tell you if anyone looks like a good runner or not. But like Trey Sermon has been fine in the passing yeah. game uh, when they say he's a good catcher of the ball. I believe it. Um, you know, Mitchell, nothing notable. Um, Quick, I, man. I think Wayne Gallman has looked pretty good, too, at the, wide, at the yeah. running back position. And they're going to have a tough choice. I mean, I think Jamichael Hasty is on the way out, even though he has done nothing to disqualify himself. He's a really good running back. I think I think we'll just have to see one. You, it is one position, and that's something Kyle said in the past. You know nothing about running backs until totally. pads come on. Like yeah. That's why I've written almost nothing, because I'm like, yeah, well, Sermon had a fumble. There was a missed exchange. I don't know if that was on Lance or Sermon today, but it's, it's also like behind a pile of men too. Who cares? Know. Who knows what happened? Yeah. Uh, you know, so we don't really know with running backs. The one thing that you know now thinking about that's really impressed me is again the defensive line, interior depth. Zach Kerr is a that guy is going to wreak havoc. Like he is really, really good. It's like when he and DJ Jones are playing, it's like Ooh. on the same wavelength. There's people are having a lot of trouble with those two. Well, I think it's it's notable on a couple of levels. Uh, one, Kerr looks like he's got crazy burst and can get into the back. He gets into the backfield all the time. And Dude, on running plays, he's always back there. Always back there. And I know they're running a lot of inside zone stuff, but like even then, it's still laughable about how much burst he has. DJ Jones, I described in my column, which will go up tomorrow morning, uh, looks like a cube with two springs under <laughs> it. I mean, he's as wide as he is tall as he I is love deep. That man. And no human of that shape should be able to get off the line that fast. He is a 
Uh, he, he looks exceptional. And I, I want to, you know, put all the caveats on this. Like, he looks great in one-on-ones. He looks great in yep. 5v5s. He looks great in 11-on-11. Like, this is not – and they're going pretty good contact. I mean, the, the yeah, lines are the one spot where you can say they're actually going. Um, and so that's huge. I mean, Kinlaw is out. I don't understand what's happening with his leg. It's swelled up or Apparently, something. It's like a varicose vein he issue. He had a minor knee surgery in the offseason, and he – the weird thing was Kyle said he took a flight a few weeks ago, and Apparently then it swelled up. Apparently traveling. Um, so maybe it was a few flights and it swelled up. Uh, not not ideal, uh, but it's also like they have so much depth right now that like the defensive line actually on the interior looks fine without him. They're gonna have they're they have a, the real problem that they have is Kinlaw's not getting cut. Like they're not right. getting rid of him. Uh, his problem is that he might not have a starting job given the way that some of these guys are playing, and it's early days yet. And the other problem is even the bottom part of the roster, you're like. Fuck, who do they cut? Like, legitimately, Darian Daniels has been incredible as a one technique, a zero technique. Right. Uh, Mo Hurst looks great. Big he looks bully, really big bully good. Boy. He looks really good. Uh, I've loved what I've seen from Contavious Street. And he is a guy where he can play a little bit more. Some of these guys are a little more nosy. You can put, um, you can put Street at three or five. Right. Street, and that's or one seven. thing. Is, I mean, maybe he's put on too much weight. But. Right. Street can play three, five knows and that's something where their edge depth is still a little questionable and if you got a guy like right you got a guy like street who can kind of slot in you know to that sort of fake edge roll right yeah that's that's kind of valuable the heavy end but i mean then there's who who am i missing here we got jones who's been great kevin givens has been fantastic that's the last guy i mean like they're gonna have to cut like as much as they would like to keep everybody and just make everybody happy like they have to cut somebody I mean, obviously there will probably be an injury, yeah. but like if I nobody think, gets injured, they have to cut somebody from that roster. And maybe we're doing the Niners to those guys at least. I think maybe we're doing the Niners a disservice talking these guys up because like uh, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't. Not a single one of those guys looks like they should be on a practice squad. Absolutely, and I think what they're hoping is you know there's limited tape, and I, I think it's going to be they cut Darian Daniels and see if they can get him on. Yeah, um, then I think that probably stands the best shot, and that's not fair because he's been great. Right, right, um, and so that's yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Uh, I don't I don't know how you know sneaking guys on a practice squad will change this year. It's it's probably going to be tougher than it was last year mm-hmm. when everything was under lock and key. Uh, speaking of Arden Key, now I'm not gonna do that. It has it has <laughs> it hasn't been good for Arden Key. I mean, let, let's be very clear here. Arden Key has incredible physical abilities. And Bendy is all hell. And if they figure it out, I, I don't think that they're going to have an issue getting him to the practice squad. And I think that that will be a good spot for him, and he stands a chance down the line, yeah. but not right now. We were talking to Greg Papa about this on the field. I mean, I, I've uh, gone to Raiders training camp, and you know, I, I've spent a lot of time around Arden Key. Long, I mean, he obviously used to be the Raiders guy, but like uh, the last couple of years I've spent more time around the Raiders than he has. And with Arden Key, it – I've been a long believer in Arden Key. The Raiders were actually really big believers in Arden Key. It's been so many years now, he can't just be this raw talent. Like, right. you need some fucking polish at some point. I still don't see it. I can see why the 49ers picked him up. It's, it's but, just, again, it yeah. feels like Deion Jordan 2.0, where we're kind of going to rip the guy, uh, and then he'll probably end up with, like, five sacks yep. somehow, uh, and we'll yep. look like idiots. And you know what? 
Whatever. I'm very much okay with that. Defensive line is in a really good spot. Obviously, Nick Bosa is back in the fold, and he looks marvelous. McGlinchey was was joking uh, that basically the the offensive tackles yep. are on a maintenance plan because Bosa's literally Woo. on a maintenance plan, and, and they're like, yeah, we're on a maintenance plan to uh, until '97 gets back. That is, and, and they've had to work. I mean, that's the other you think like, yeah. man, you know, think about how good Bosa is. That everyone's like, oh well. That defensive line, as is, is a top ten unit in the NFL without Nick Bosa. Right. Which again, I, I thought it was I thought it was going to be a problem for this team. I was very wrong. Yeah, it looks fantastic, and we don't even know. Like again, we know nothing about D Ford. He might play one game. Oh, he might play zero games, or like somehow he could play, you know, ten plus. I, I have no idea what to expect from him. They're in a situation though that it's found money if he can give them a single snap this year because right. they were not going to be able to get rid of his contract. And, and they, they were talking they, they about They took retirement. some money off it, I believe. Right. I think I think they got him for cheaper. Um, they were talking about retirement and shit. And oh, yeah. Like, now he looks like he can slot in a third. Samson, Samson, say it again on the last name. Samson Ebukam. 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 Apo- apologies. I, I really need to figure I think it's Ebukam. I keep wanting to call him Ebukam, which doesn't make any sense. Ebukam um, has looked just fine. Nothing to complain about. You can yeah. see the talent. You can see the physicality. Yeah. Listen, th- th- this defense has a chance if the corners stay healthy, and they're not healthy right now, um, where you have you know Emmanuel Mosley on the COVID list, but uh, Barrett looks fantastic. Barrett looks unreal. Jimmy man. Ward um, it looks really good. You have uh, Tart on the um, COVID list, but they have depth at safety that they've never really had before. Uh, they're not playing. Okay, they're not playing Marcel Harris there. Uh, yeah. He's a linebacker now. They it looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that was I think my third observation is Marcel Harris at linebacker is really really intriguing uh, because again in that center fielder role he can't cover. No. Nope. Um, nope. Especially nope. you know especially if, if there's like sort of an intermediary pass and okay. he has to cut something down low like he, he'll go full speed but he might just completely whip. When he's in a linebacker role, everything's right there. It's right in front of him. He's better like going back where it's one on one than trying to, you know, try and. Well, you it's know, always time it's stuff always one on one when you're a linebacker. Right. You're in you're either in a zone area, and it's just hang on to your space, or you have that man. And by the way, he's going to be great against tight ends if they put him in there as a Sam linebacker. Yep. Um, this is what this. This is what Sam linebacker should be. They tried this with Eric Reed a couple of years oh, yeah. ago, and it became kind of a controversy. And I remember very oh, yeah because they put, they took him out of his position and he right. was pretty upset because he thought it you know. And I remember value. having a conversation with Reed saying like, "This shit's awesome," and he did not agree. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> but is I, great, dude. But I it's just re- ruining my career. Yeah, I just remember saying like, "This is some really cool shit." Like you're going to be great at that. And, I, and right. he's like, well, I'll be good at it. But, like, again, I want to play this position, and that's what I've been really – I was great at that too. And it's like, agree to disagree. But uh, it's uh, this is what they needed to do with him. Uh, we talked about Marcel Harris on this show in life far too often, never in a positive realm. So I'm glad that we can give Marcel right. Harris some run here in a positive thing. Like, this is what the Sam linebacker should be. You've already – you know, you mentioned Fred Warner redefined the linebacker position. 100% agree. Uh, Mike linebackers – Used to be Brian Cox with the neck roll thing, and you know, just kill a gap. That's exactly what D'Amico Ryan said today when I asked about it. He's like, you don't see 250 pound linebackers anymore. Nope. And uh, now it looks like Fred Warner, who was a safety in college, kind of played that that star position. Well, that star position, if you translated it into the modern game, it's not Nickelback. It's not Nickelback. It's Sam linebacker. And so I'm glad that they finally found an effective dude because, as much as I like Al Shire, he 
he's not really a Sam. He's a Will. And this notion of Will being a movement linebacker and Mike isn't, that shit doesn't fly anymore. Both linebackers are movement, and frankly, both are Mike's. Right. And, uh, and there's just, then you just have a real movement linebacker that you can bring on the field in dime and uh, big nickel packages. It's going to be really exciting to see, I think, that uh, Ryan's, for as boring as he is in his press conferences, has a chance to do something really cool and creative on the field. Agreed. And they, they have been mixing up coverages a little bit already. And yeah. They got, you know, sort of their ass kicked a few times with that today. Right. Um, you know, but that's going to happen. But what, what's been awesome to see is what they're doing with linebackers. Putting yeah. them in a gaps, putting them outside on the edge, like Fred Warner is he looks blitzing all the time. I mean, watching him, I'm almost nervous watching. Dude, it's like as soon as pads come on, I said it. You know, I was <laughs> yeah, watching. you mentioned this on the field. Yeah, he he needs to get one out, and it might just be one, but someone's gonna get clocked. Just just put like just put. I don't. They don't. I mean, here's the problem. They don't have just running backs to waste. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess they'll have the little bubble things on their head to avoid concussion. Just just do something. Just do something where it's like. Sacrifice somebody for Fred yes. Warner, and uh, <laughs> let Fred get out like the ability <laughs> to hit on one guy, and then he'll you know clear heads over veil. Right, I, this is going to get pretty crass, but it's kind of like you, you know you're a teenager and you go crazy until you crank one out. Like Fred's kind of in that spot; he's just going to go crazy until he releases, and uh, he yeah. and he he looks like he wants to hit somebody really really bad. And it's so strange because he's just the nicest guy, yeah, the he nicest is. fellow. But he's a batshit insane he person is the on the football ultimate, field. Ultimate guy. Him like and Kittle gentle, are like the yeah. same dude. Like gentleman off the field, and then you get on the field, and it's like, I don't want to be near you. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to kill me. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It's, uh, there are some daddy issues or something that have been pent up, and he's compartmentalized that better than any human on the planet. Let me put it that way. He uh, is just. I mean, the speed that he has. Uh, he's leaner, but clearly stronger. He gets to the edge. Before running backs do, it's, it's wild. I mean, I don't. What was the What was the term that you were using? It was like Roemdeuter. Roemdeuter. Yeah, it's a German that word that means roughly space interpreter, <laughs> uh, and it's kind of what they call Thomas Muller, who yeah. redefined. It's not even really a position. It's just a guy who plays offense in soccer and who sort of runs around and finds spaces. Yeah. Warner is like the inverse of that in terms of like he gets creative. He puts himself in different spots where he's just closing down different parts of the field and sort of appearing out of thin air. Um, and again, he literally is redefining the position because he's not playing really one position. Right. He's just everywhere. It's like what Jamal Adams thinks he is, except <laughs> Jamal Adams just is an edge rusher right? Uh, who can't cover. And I say that as somebody who, you know, was more a like Jets Derwin, fan. It's more like Derwin James. Right, right. Derwin James is Derwin the James real does the, same, does the same thing. You yeah. know, uh, um, Ed Reed did the same thing. But again, we're talking about a middle linebacker who's doing the same thing. And by the way, uh, as you mentioned earlier, been fantastic as a pass rusher. Uh, been really, really Dude. good against the run and is exceptional against the pass. There's he's the, he's literally the, nothing he can't do. He's, he's, he's the best linebacker in the NFL. He's like, one of the five best defensive players in the NFL. I don't think. I don't think that's a stretch at all. I don't even think it's. That's why you pay him twenty million dollars a year. He's he's clearly better. I mean, there's just no, there's no way to put it. I mean, it's obviously been a while since we've been on the practice field with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but I remember what it looked like, and I've certainly seen him in games in person. There's a reason Aaron Rodgers came up to him and was like, you, no, no, really, you're the best. You no, scare no, the, you're the shit best. out of me. I yes. have nightmares about you. And uh, listen, uh, if he's there with Bosa and Verrett, those are th- that's, that is one, it's not really a spine because one guy's way out wide and the other one's playing nine technique. But like, 
Holy shit, that's a, that's a triumvirate, man. Only thing this defense needs right now is they need to add another corner. Yep. Uh, if you've got Mosley on the reserve COVID list, and uh, especially if he's not vaccinated. Um, well, I guess he's got the antibodies now. Who's your other corner? I guess Ambry Thomas, he's not there yet. He's looked okay. Um, I'm not saying that he's no, not no, no, looked you're okay, right. you're but right. uh, he scares me. He's got really skinny legs. Not that that should matter. Um, because yeah, so probably, Come on, calm down. Right, but I also don't play in the NFL. <laughs> um, and, again, would die if I did. Yes, um, let's be very clear about that. So, you know, I just think it's something where he probably needs – and maybe he'll get there and it'll be fine. But I think when it's like, oh, well, we've got rookie Ambry Thomas – Tim Harris Jr., who keeps getting beaten by pretty much everyone on the field. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're, they're uh, finding ball boys. That and I guess Dante right Johnson's decent depth. I still think you need one more corner, and that's, you know, really right now I think that's the only position that they really do need to address. I think everything else can kind of work out as the season goes along. But corner, they're, they're, they're a little concerningly thin there. And they're all, I think they're concerningly thin at tight end as well. Um, right. Listen, Ross Dwelly can catch everything. He had a wonderful two, catch today. Two. He had um, one over the middle and then one that, like, slipped through somehow, got deflected. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got one of those little deflection passes. Never seen anything like it that. It was pretty wild. It was some video game nonsense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jordan Matthews is a tight end now, so but there's not, something there. I didn't like what I saw. He's today. not he, big enough. He just well, looks like a fat wide receiver. He dropped the ball, like, fat. three times, too. I, I didn't mean, catch that. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Again, it's day four. Pads have yet to come on, but also it's a lot of. Re- they're relying a lot on George Kittle there because right. they don't have anyone who's going who's blocking. I mean, forgive me. He for should practice Cole. once every three weeks. Yeah, they shouldn't have him practice. <laughs> like, like just put him. Not on, only that, it gives it gives you know opportunities for these other guys to you know get better. Yep. <laughs> like, Josh Peterson isn't been as bad as I expected. Oh, I'm yeah, not saying he's been he's okay. Been, I'm not been going up against good. a lot of threes. Right. I'm not saying he's been good by any stretch, but uh, based on his measurables, I was expecting something a lot worse. What's been the biggest disappointment for you? Oof. One weekend. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to start. Yeah, you go first because, uh, you know, I'm a deep thinker. I think a lot of thoughts yeah. about a lot of things. I'm usually on the negative side, <laughs> so let's. Uh, this was ready on the hip. Uh, Alex Mack has not looked good. Um, listen, he's a veteran. He gets deference in this situation. Uh, I like Alex Mack. But, geez, Louise, uh, he was getting pancaked early, and it's not a pancake. And that, let's just go through what I've seen per practice. Uh, practice number two, he got put on his ass three times in the span of about 45 minutes, which was not great. I guess it speaks to the defensive line, which is why I'm so complimentary. Right. But, like, other teams have good defensive lines, too. Um, I hear this Aaron Donald fella with the Rams is pretty good as well. He's all right. Yeah. He's um, no Kevin Gibbons. No Kevin Gibbons, but, you know, who can be? Uh, the next day, he couldn't fucking snap the ball accurately. He was apparently sweating too much. That was the, uh, that was That's the word. That's what they said? Of, that was the word on the street. There's too much sweat from our center. Did the Falcons practice indoors? Uh, no, they, pr- they practice outside in Flowery Branch, which sounds Ooh. just about like the worst situation <laughs> known to man. Um, that's so weird. there's that, uh, you know, but hey, what, I don't know what to tell you there. They play indoors. Uh, and then today he missed a couple blocks. I mean, it was, it has been a little bit rough goings. And when you have a, listen, Dan Brunskill has looked really good. Uh, I think Tom Compton has looked really good at guard. Brunskill has looked good at both guard and uh, at center. Uh, I think Banks looks like a rookie and right. there's a lot, a lot of positives there, but he's also a child, baby right. child. 
and he's but they've going got depth to get, there. They've got some guys who, who are positionally flexible, and I think there's enough depth there. I think I need to see something way more out of Mac this next week, or I might be banging the drum on you start run skill. You might be uh, Grant Cohn, uh, Nate Sudfelding him. Grant, Grant. I do, I do love, I do love me and Nate Sudfeld. We were, we were joking with with Grant because uh, I was talking to Nick Wagner too, yeah. and he was. He's giving Grant shit because Grant like ripped into Nate Sudfeld after day three. And Nate Sudfeld's been fine, but he's been. I think Nate Sudfeld's been actually kind of right. fun and exciting. I think it's a nice little quarterback competition. Let me put it to you this way: that's actually fun. Rosen versus Sudfeld. It's like those guys are actually both pretty decent. neck and neck. Uh, and uh, I think that honestly, Sudfeld would have the advantage there. He's looked good enough to where it's like, man, I don't really know if you can practice squad that guy. Right. You, and you, you know, maybe you put him in the high and hope tell him not to sign. Game basically. Right. Uh, which that that was bizarre, but like he's a known enough commodity around the league Matt where McCoy. you know you you sort of I think they'd lean towards keeping him. That's um, one less roster spot now. That's one less defensive lineman you get. Yep, I, I think my biggest disappointment uh, thus far. How do you feel about the wide receivers after Sanu? Because Sanu's been awesome. Sanu's clearly the number three. I think if I were to go anywhere else, it'd be that. How are you feeling? Now, oh, that's that is my biggest disappointment is that we have not seen Jalen Hurd just miss his second straight day. There's no bad. word on that. This uh, is bad. I think it's again. Um, I'm not convinced he's real. Uh, I think it might be over for him. Um, I know that's again. It's early. There's no reason to cut him, but like Jesus uh, Christ. But second straight day, two straight days of maintenance. Like he kind of needs to get out there now. Yeah. Um, well, he's not going to make the team. They'll just uh, they'll IR his ass again. Yeah, that that could happen. That's that's probably the likeliest course of action here. It's I just honestly, want, I think yeah. you're right. Just cut his ass. At a certain point, you know, like I, why would the 49ers want to pay? You feel out? bad because he he flashed twice, but now it's at this point. It's like if you can't be healthy, like that's that's kind of it. And so I think right now that's sort of my biggest disappointment. Um, it's one week. He gets a couple more. Yeah, no, it's not over, but nope. it's clock is really really ticking. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt right. anymore. He shouldn't have had it ever, but it certainly isn't around now. Other disappointment, I guess, in that position is I don't think I've seen Austin Watkins catch a single pass. No, uh, but apparently, according to certain fan sites, he was running with the ones today. He was not. Receivers? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> They one, rotate the shit out of the receivers. Yes, so let's make something clear. Is uh, Lance has been running with the twos, yeah. uh, except receivers. Receivers have been working with every quarterback. They're Nate Sudfeld's gotten a lot of Debo reps. You right. Know? No, that's that's kind of what's cool is Ayuk and Debo have been with every single quarterback. Yes. I don't think they've done that as much in years past. And no. I think that is a little bit of a new thing. And we'll, we'll probably ask Kyle about that a little bit more. But I Certainly think that is a concerted in, effort. Not in regular season. Practice, right. I think that's a concerted effort to, to get them more comfortable with everybody. Because, you know, aside from Jimmy, everyone's new. That's smart. Um, and also, these guys need reps. You know, Ayuk didn't really have a preseason last year. Debo's been injured pretty much every single camp. Right. Um, these guys need reps. Well, and also, you know, when those guys were out there last year, fucking them and Nick Mullins had no, no, absolutely no rhythm together. Right. And then you, you take it one step further. I mean, you, they got the Beathard, and it's like, who the fuck is this guy? It's like they just met him. He's been in the locker room every day. I mean, that was my biggest takeaway, I think, from the start, is they really did accomplish their goal of, and, you know, it was obviously more than what Lynch said, which mm-hmm. is we, we need to improve our depth at backup quarterback, which no shit they needed to do. <laughs> they traded three first they, round picks for Yeah, one. it's obviously much, much more than that. <laughs> or they're paying they, $120 yeah. million, dollars, one or the other. Right. They trade. They ha- they went for the guy of the future, and 
you know, obviously that's going to be an upgrade. But beyond Incredible that... Incredible backup. Right. Beyond that, Sudfeld and Rosen, like... Clearly better than Mullins. Clearly better than Beathard. It's... Like, no, apparently Mullins is ripping it for the Eagles. Is he? I mean, yeah. you just you just think back and like oh, fuck right, having to watch Sutter. Jimmy and versus Bellin, Bellins and Buthard. That's oh their God. names, right? Bellins and Buthard. Holy shit! I'm on top of it today. It yeah. was it was yeah it, it was painful. I mean, it was, the second that Jimmy no competition. Went, listen, there was always questions going into the year if Jimmy was good enough to like win the division. But the second that Jimmy Garoppolo went down, the season was over. Like you just can't live right. that way. Like if you. <laughs> If you have the best right. quarterback in the NFL and then you have to go to a backup, then you say the season is over. Like, I get that. Going from, like, a mediocre to below average starting quarterback and then immediately having a drop-off to where the season is over is fucking bad coaching. It's Kyle, bad game planning. Kyle must have aged, like, five years. It's Kyle's year. fucking fault. Oh, yeah. No, he – I mean, he did it to himself. He really – they put a lot of faith in Mullen, uh, who is, you know – He had three good games. Man. But, yeah. He, he is a lovely man. Dude, he just he just throws way too many picks, and uh, he's just not a good quarterback. He didn't get drafted yeah. for a fucking reason. Like, right. I know, like Mullins, Mullins is a great backup if your starting quarterback is your team. Like, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, right, and you're and you are just it's Russell Wilson or bust, then it doesn't matter who your backup quarterback is. So just bring in someone who's nice and charming, and everyone likes it. Even if that guy goes throws in five interceptions, everyone's like, ah, but it's Nick Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. Just make sure you have a decent human that everyone likes, as opposed to uh, listen. It doesn't matter now because they they have two starting quarterback calibers, quarterbacks. Uh, no, no, that'd be redundant. Uh, Lance can start one, then they'll probably trade Jimmy if they get lucky. Uh, they won't cut him. No reason to. Yep. Uh, they're in a really good situation at, at quarterback. Um, they can they can do whatever they want. They can keep Jimmy. They have the money where they can keep him for a year. I know everyone is. Pretty concerned. Like, what about paying him twenty eight million? Yeah, it's too much. It's but, it's accounted for. But like, they have a spare ten to twelve million, and they're getting rid of Jimmy's contract next year for nothing. And you um, can trade him at the deadline. Someone gets saucy then. Right. There's no downside to holding on to him. It's you know, it's there's just there's just zero value in cutting him. What he's is, an asset. He is. I mean, you might not want to see it that way because of the contract, but like, he is absolutely an asset. And if a team. You know, what's his name? Uh, Mr. I'm not vaxxed guy. Uh, for, Which one? Who just got hurt? Uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, Carson Wentz, yeah. Um, a real piece of work. Uh, there. Shocker. Carson Wentz got hurt. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you get another team like that that's competitive, that is, you know, really trying to keep their window open, so maybe somebody gets desperate, trade the second round pick. Well, let's take it even one step further. Like, you're in such a great situation because you're not, you're not trading the player, you're trading their contract. Yes. Right? Yes. And the player comes along with it because they have a contract with that new team. And so you just change the masthead. Um, it is a beautiful situation to get off that because you're not having anyone take on anything big. And, and the Colts have a lot of salary cap space. They can cut them immediately for almost no penalty at they the end of the do year. It. They absolutely should fucking do it. Now, that would mean that Wentz has to go on season-long IR. Well, That's it because you can't, not, you can't just season, having – It's not season-long anymore. Well, you, but yeah, but you have to say Carson Wentz is out for the season because right. you can't buy a Jimmy Garoppolo for eight weeks. Right, and they're being weird right now. They're like, yeah, he's only going to be out for a little while. It's like no. you heard a pop and a tear. And yeah, no, it's Wentz. It's, like, it's fuck. But it's you know, it's it's a foot. It's not like he ripped his ACL or anything like that. Who knows? Who knows? But that's right. something to keep an eye on. And listen, the 49ers don't even have to do anything. Play they the, they played the Colts, by the way, in Week Seven after a bye, uh, which is oh god, wouldn't that be incredible? 
kind of intriguing having to buy right before that game gives both teams time to think like hey maybe Wentz isn't coming along well I mean it listen, probably I, happens well before that but it, it's something to the effect as well of hey man uh we don't want to trade Jimmy now. No one made a good enough offer. The Colts aren't playing hard, you know, playing for keeps or anything. That's fine. But someone fucking, you're telling me the New England Patriots might see Mac Jones for six, seven weeks, might see Cam Newton for, you know, a couple weeks, and not say, fuck it, get us somebody in here because Bill Belichick is like, I am t- I'm not losing for a second fucking straight year. Uh, How old is Bill Belichick? 70, I'm going to guess 74. What's, 220. What's your guess? Uh, Bill Belichick, 72. Uh, let's set the prices right at 71. Okay. I, I went for 74. 74. I'll take the under, 71. I like how he's listed as the general manager. 69. Nice. Fair enough. I like how he's listed as the general manager of the uh, He is. The Patriots. He is, which he, he's everything. But it's. But I'm just bit, saying, yeah, like, it, it, if manager. Bill Belichick just says, fuck it, second-round pick Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, how can, how can Kyle Shanahan say no to that? I wouldn't. Now, listen, I, I want to be very clear about this. We're only going off of one half, if not you know one third, of right. the knowledge that you need to start somebody a quarterback for your team on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Right. We Garoppolo's don't know. Garoppolo's got the playbook down. Lance, I'm sure, has a sea of information still to learn. Yeah. Um, but also, they can run a little read option stuff to make it a little <laughs> bit easier. Just run. Which, uh, by the way, worked every single time. <sighs> Uh, well, by the way, that defense did not see it coming. I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan didn't tell anybody read oh, option course. was coming of course. during practice day. I remember Richard Sherman, uh, our, our, our former good friend Richard, um, once saying that Kyle Shanahan's a real motherfucker. Right, he's a real practice. Yeah, he's an asshole to the defense. Because he just will be like, guess what? We're just going to run it. The way that I, the analogy that I've made is it's like throwing nothing but sliders to opposing pitchers in the right. National League. Like, you don't have to do that. You're just being mean. Right. Meanwhile, D'Amico Ryans was, you know, just way so nice. Like, thank you. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you, Kyle, for yeah. doing that to me. <laughs> thank you for my multi-million well, dollar job as a defensive well, coordinator. Well, it's just, I mean, it's crazy to think about that, you know, McGlinchey said that, like, they, they never run. for the last three, four years, they've been in, and the well, last two especially, they're in a division with Kyler Murray yes. and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And their only way to prepare for them is to put like Richie James at quarterback. They did it. Like I did. I, I, I now thinking back, I'm pretty sure CJ Beathard ran a read option a couple of times. He did. No, he 100 percent did. That's not good. <sighs> it's not good. Listen, man. We. I was also just thinking about this during practice because you see Lance out there and you're like, oh fuck, that, that's what a quarterback's supposed to look like. Then you think about like Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson, and it's like. You know, Mike Sando came out with his quarterback tiers list. Oh, yeah. Right? And, of course, Jimmy's, like, the lowest rated. And it wasn't even particularly close. Like, Jimmy wasn't near anybody. And it's like, how could – this was obviously one of the reasons you go and you get a quarterback at number three right. in this draft. It's like, you need – like, quarterbacks and head coaches win the division. Sorry. I mean, like, Cliff Kingsbury might be a shit head coach, but right. Kyler Murray's a bitchin' quarterback. Like, And, and like, now you got McVay and fucking, you know, Stafford. It's pretty, it's pretty damn simple. Kyle is the best head coach in the division. Yeah. Sorry, uh, and if he gets a quarterback who's anywhere close to the best in the division, right? they have the potential to run away with it year after year. Totally. Totally. And like, you get a reset on the salary cap, which is important because Warner deserved that money. And Trent Williams got paid. I mean, they, they almost won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Fucking like, incredible. 
like really close really i think we need really to like close. reframe that now that we've seen like what a modern day quarterback looks like with our own eyes on the same practice field nuts. where it's like everyone goes like they almost want a court you know jimmy garoppolo is almost a super bowl winning quarterback but really it should be phrased as jimmy garoppolo is almost a super bowl winning quarterback <laughs> like holy shit can you imagine could you imagine he is far closer to trent dilfer than he is to tom brady yeah like it's it's actually not even particularly close is this is this Trent Dilfer slander? Yeah. <laughs> I just get out of the car. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm secretly a huge Trent. Dilfer okay, so what are we what are we looking for in week two? What what do we need to see? Contact. 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 Okay. Uh, I'm Fred looking Warner busting his running body. backs. I want to see the running backs deal with contact, yep. and I want to see uh, the trenches a little bit more. Uh, I want to see more of the rookies. Banks. Moore is very quiet, but I haven't seen him get beaten. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's super quiet, dude. He's just going to make the roster. And what number is he wearing? 76. <laughs> he is a guy who he's just going to make the team and just sort of be around. And in yeah. a pinch, they'll put him in and be like, oh, did Jalen Moore just play five snaps? Did he oh, run? yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. With That's exactly right. Oh, did right. he just play tackle and guard for yeah. 20 snaps today? And, yeah. And no one got by him? Okay. You no, know, it's going to be one of it's going to be like the original uh, Dan Brunskill situation right. where you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to die. And then you're like, did he just have a great game? <laughs> did he just pancake Aaron Donald? Yeah. Um, <laughs> They kind of have some depth at, at offensive line, which is yep. really a nice change. Yep. Uh, it should be noted that they should never allow Trent Williams onto a practice field because it does no benefit to anybody. He, he Although, yeah. They've been doing one-on-one reps, yeah. and like I cannot express this enough. Um, most people block Trent Williams in goals. He did, he just so it's just you just don't move. I'm trying to think of an analogy. It's like a toddler trying to get past me it looks like yeah it looks like when offensive linemen are practicing at home like when you see videos of them like oh they're kids yeah there's one video of a guy whose wife was in labor an offensive lineman yeah and he was practicing in the room okay it looks like that but more relaxed like he's kind of just like all right come on come get me okay gucci gucci goo (laughs) it is absolutely stunning i mean i would what i want to see more than anything else is nick bosa versus trent williams that's it all I want to see because I don't know who wins that but I can tell you that both of those guys are beating everybody else man it is absolutely incredible watching Trent Williams work on a practice field we didn't get the pleasure last year I asked Ebukam about it uh yesterday and he took a long sigh and then went he's a dog man (laughs) it is exhausting he's like Ebukam is refreshingly like pretty honest and a little you know, sarcastic, and he's like, yeah, man, I'm running out of moves to throw against that guy. <laughs> There's no moves. He, he's like, I know. He's like, he knows exactly what I'm about to do. But it's good. It's helpful. <laughs> it's, it's, it is. I don't feel good about myself, but jo- it's helpful. Joe Staley was a borderline Hall of Fame. I mean, I know 49ers fans will say he's Hall of Fame, but, like, Joe Staley is one of the best offensive tackles of the last 20 years. Yeah. It's not even on this dude's level. No. <laughs> it's not. No, and that's, they're not even playing yeah, the same sport. not criticizing Staley, but, no. like, Staley against Bosa is, like, real, like, Staley oh, got yeah. burned I quite remember. a few times at the start. And Bosa would get, and Bosa right. would get stuffed. And it's right. like, and that was when Bosa was a rookie, but rookie, defensive rookie of the year, and, and almost won him a Super Bowl. Right. But, like, in every rep, like, you could see Staley work, and Trent Williams doesn't look like he's putting in any effort no. on most of these guys. It, it's really actually quite incredible. I don't know if he'll be stressed once all year. <laughs> Uh, there's just no- also, he just looked so happy the other day coming into his press conference. 
uh, just, you know, he's like, I'm on a team. He basically, you know, shit yeah. on his old team quite oh, a few times. Yeah. He's like, very subtle. He's like, you not just, oh my God, this team like is good and wants to win. <laughs> and like, there's an energy in the locker room. I haven't had that. Yeah. He said that. And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. That was my, my note. Like, yeah. this is really sad. Oh, this guy who is one of the greatest offensive linemen in, in the history, NFL history, history of the NFL. has wasted most of his career on a team that had no interest in winning for much of his time there. But good on him. He, he got out. He got out. He had to do the nuclear option, but good he got him, out. Man. Got a third and a fifth, and then he got a big old sack of money from the San Francisco awesome. 49ers that no one will ever question in a million years. Right. You, here's it. Here's all you have to do. I remember when the Trent Williams contract went, like, well, Trent's a little older and offensive lineman, this and that. And then I saw one rep in right. practice against, like, no. Eric Armstead, and I'm like, oh, Great. right. Dude, dude, it's <laughs> like, when that contract, I was like, no, you, you pay that guy. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter who you replace him with, it's going to be a chasmic, chasmic drop. In, Mike McGlinchey, Mike McGlinchey, big fat boy now, and we all love him. Look, are, looking pretty good. It? Looking great. I mean, doesn't, like, look as good. Like, last right. year, he was, like, a really handsome man. You're like, right. Mike, god damn, you're looking good. Now you're like, oh, you look like an NFL offensive lineman again. Still, you know, still looks a little stiff sometimes at the hips, but definitely, like, way, way ahead of he's, where it was last year. He's a $15 million year. offensive lineman. Trent Williams is a $125 million offensive lineman. Yeah. And again, McGlinchey's good. Like, McGlinchey, like, McGlinchey's back. And, he is and, still here, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah, he talked today, just like, I talked to him over the summer, too. Like, he's, like, it, mentally. Yeah. Like, he, you know, the thing was, like, he said basically, and you've talked about this, too. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the theory, it's not even really a theory, but, like, that he's a guy that struggles to, to keep on weight. No, he said that explicitly today. Yes. He's like, I have trouble... Like, he said he loses 15 pounds of practice. I believe Of it. just water weight. Well, he's so, a big sweater. Right. He has to stuff his face with protein, which is horrible. Eating, having one protein shake is a lot. Yep. Like, it feels awful. He, he's a guy who has to stuff, like, his face with, like, five of those a day, probably more. Um, he just looks better. And, like, mentally, he's clearly in a better place. There's no way he's going to be anywhere where he was last year. Well, just think about how much of a relief it must be for him to know that, like, he's not going to get pushed around on an NFL team. Right? Like, right. he came back last year and he was lighter. And I can totally understand, one, I mean, what he, we asked him, I remember, um, you know, what he did all summer. And he's like, oh, just, you know, have a white clause at the team. Like, we didn't have anything right. else to do, so we just have a white clause. And it's like, well, congratulations, first off. You lost right. a good ton of weight just drinking white clause. So that's tremendous. Just playing golf and drinking white claws. It's like, no, you should be drinking beer. <laughs> it was fantastic. It's like, hey, let me get you on the Kurtenbach plan <laughs> where you're drinking, you know, Pliny's. Um, and uh, you, you don't remember tomorrow. But I'll give you a 14% dark <laughs> amber IPA. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where he lost a bunch of weight, and I can totally understand, wh- one, why it happened, right? Like, there was no There's no access no to gyms, meal stuff. No, you know, meal stuff. You're on your own. So your natural is going to kick in. Second thing, too, I think he wanted to be a little bit lighter. I think he's like, fuck, I didn't realize how much we were going to be running at the NFL right. level. I'm in a Kyle Shanahan offense. He's making me pull all the time out wide. Like, absolutely, I should be in a situation where I'm a little bit lighter and a little bit more stealth on my feet, and I can gain the muscle if I right. need to. But he couldn't. He couldn't. That's not right. a knock on him. That's just you know, fucking – there's some things that it just – he lost too much weight. It overhappened. His right. body didn't cooperate. And then he was in a situation where he shows up to fucking camp, and now he's not going to be able to get on the weight because he's working out for two hours right. against Nick Bosa Again, every If you're losing day. 15 pounds every practice. practice, you're not going to be able to put on 30. Right. And so it, it was every time he'd take a step forward, it was two steps back. Right. And he had to play an entire season at like 280. Right. And what he said explicitly today is that 
gained 25 pounds. It might have actually been 35. I think it was 35, he said. Um, and me and Mike McGlinchey have the exact same body type. Like, I don't know how to put no, this, legitimately, like, like it's, kindly. Yeah. Like, we have the same body type. We carry weight in the same places. <laughs> I know what 280 looks like on that body. He's He was 280 last year. Right. Which made him look really good. We are now playing a little game called Who Can Weigh More, Dieter or Mike McGlinchey. And last year I weighed more than Mike McGlinchey by a good 10 to 15. And right now we're probably neck and neck. And because I haven't been doing that, so well on the Peloton. Right. Because of that, what he said is he was always setting himself for a bull rush. Totally. And he said sometimes, like, even when he was preparing for the bull rush, he was still getting got because he was like so focused. And that's why you'd see sometimes like you just lose it on a speed rush and get tumbled because he was like, he said he would, his feet would get locked up because he's just sort of preparing to set because he knew like, if I'm not preparing for a guy to bullet me, like, well, just think about it in this way. Like think about it from the, the sense of a baseball player. If you were always sitting on fastball, right. What happens when they throw you a changeup? What happens when they throw you a slider? Just anything. Anything off speed. A anything. knuckle curve. Actually, <laughs> the next 15 minutes of the podcast. Splitter. Two-seam fastball with late movement. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, like, that was what was happening. He was sitting on one pitch. Right. And defensive ends have a ton of pitches. Oh, and by the way, they now know you're sitting on one pitch. Right. And it's going to get worse. And so even when they throw you that pitch, now you're so deep in your goddamn head. Oh, finally, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, fuck, right. I missed it. It, I, I, I felt really like, listen, we obviously shat on how he played a lot. That is a byproduct of playing a game in a professional setting. He gets paid $15 million because a bunch of people want to watch him, and we talk about it because we, right. we're, we're leeches in the system, uh, parasites in the system. Nevertheless, and, and I don't know if he handled all that well. We weren't in a locker room with them last year, yeah. so it's also no, difficult what, what to have told, adult what conversations. What he told me is that, no, I handled it terribly, and that will yeah. never happen again because I was in my own head. That's exactly what he told me. It's scary, man. That's his livelihood on the line. And you're, and you're got, stuck got, in a hotel room in Arizona for, what is it, eight weeks, and you're yeah. not allowed to go outside except Fuck. to play football? Totally fucked. God. We all had a bad year. Let's give Mike McGlinchey a complete pass. He fucking kicked ass this offseason. I think he's going to have a bitchin' year. I do, too. I thought he I'm was going to have one next ass. year until, you know, the whole pandemic thing happened, which I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, I, I want to be very clear about this. We are Mike McGlinchey stands from here on out. No one's going to be rooting Great harder dude. for Mike McGlinchey than us. Great dude. Good. Uh, you, feeling good. Looking. Very looking, looking bulky. Looking beefy. Good stuff. He also, one, one thing before we sign yeah. off, he shouted out my uh, first love in the world, which is a Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Uh, if you don't know what that is, go to my Twitter it is the one reason uh, I deeply miss the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and McGlinchey, a uh, Philly guy, said he goes to the Jersey Shore every summer, and he eats a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. I shouted that out today, and it, it, in my heart, I almost, uh, our guy Grant was like, what is that? And I almost interrupted McGlinchey's press conference. Smack the shit I literally out of almost interrupted the press conference and be like, this is, you know, and explain the concept. So uh, if you're ever in, on the East Coast, get yourself one of those. It's delightful. Next episode will just be me uh, running through Chicago things. Oh, let's just let's just let's talk just bring food. on Jimmy Garoppolo and talk Chicago foods. Oh man, that motherfucker's probably me. vegan. Nah, nah, Jimmy's. I think Jimmy's too normal of a dude to be vegan. He's Way too normal. He's a, he's like such a working man, you know. He is. His dad's an electrician. I know. It's. Did you hear the interviews they did over the summer where he they just, were tremendous? It was so hard. It was so like heartwarming. He's just him and his dad like talking talking about working men shit. stuff. Yeah, awesome. What a guy. Love it. It's going to make a great cold. 
think so. Hey, either way, that guy's he's good looking. He's just still currently a starting NFL quarterback. He's uh, Twenty-seven million. He, got, he has more than a hundred million dollars in the he bank. He'll can, be okay. Uh, he, he'll be fine. He'll be <laughs> he'll, he'll be able to deal with uh, Jake Hutchinson, Peter Kurtenbach uh, saying, "Hey, maybe he's not the best quarterback." Just us, by just, the way. Just us. We're the only people critic. We're the only one with the stone to say Jimmy Garoppolo. Not, <laughs> not that as, great. Not as good as he could be. Right. Um, you know, the Niners can maybe do better. Uh, all right, listen, let, let's let's also just sort of break down what it is we're trying to do here from here on out. Let's, let's do a little bit of housekeeping here uh, before we hit stop on whatever the fuck this was, as per usual. Um, uh, next week, uh, you know, they're going to get in pads. They're going to have an open practice yes, uh, in Levi Stadium next Saturday. Uh, I figure we'll talk after that, uh, if not beforehand as well. And then uh, preseason, uh, if you don't have Spotify Green Room, get it now because we're going to go on pregame and postgame um, for on Spotify Green Room to break down just kind of everything. Get you get you guys. We're going to be talking offense. We're going to be talking defense. <laughs> special we're gonna teams. Be talking, partner. We're going to be talking special Ooh-wee. teams. Those are at least three components of the, the sport of football. Uh, we're going to be we're talking gonna, Taylor. Hanks. Partner, partner, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking and talking. So uh, that, that's the idea. We'll go on Green Room. We'll post it to this feed as well if you don't want to hop on Green Room. But if you want to interact, you want to ask questions, you want to shoot the shit, you want to tell us we suck, uh, that would be an opportunity hey, for you. we welcome that. Yeah, we welcome it very much so. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start doing those pre and post game, and we'll keep the feed rolling. But uh, appreciate everybody listening. And uh, we're back, baby. We're back.